Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with February 16th, 1919, Part 1, pages 185 through 186. February 16th, 1919, Part 1. During the past week, I have had a great deal of work, trouble, and grief about Father Friedrich Muckerman's case. He is a Jesuit. The Catholic Church of St. Casimir was seized, I think, in 1840 by the Russian government and turned into St. Nicholas Orthodox Church. After they occupied Vilnius, the Germans allowed the Lutheran soldiers to have their services there for some time. Then they turned the church over to the Catholic troops. Their chaplain was Father Muckerman. Our people remembered the church's Catholic past and also began to go to Mass there in ever greater numbers. Father Muckerman, having learned some Polish, preached to the people in Polish. The Russian Orthodox clergy tried to get the church back. They petitioned the German government, but their efforts were in vain. Then they tried to take the church by force, but the people refused to let them in. Just after I arrived in Vilnius, the Russian Orthodox bishop immediately sent me a request by one of his priests, then in person, that I order the church returned to the Orthodox people. I replied that the church had been built by Catholics and that although confiscated by the Russian government, the people had always felt that it belonged to them and had taken this opportunity to get it back. As far as I was able to gauge the mood of the people, they would not let the church be taken away from them now. I advised the Orthodox bishop not to interfere in this matter during such a period of tension because he could incite the Catholic masses against him. I said that if that I myself did not intend to get involved in this problem. The German authorities had taken possession of the church and they were still in charge here. Therefore, I told him that he would have to deal with them. In my opinion, in strict justice, the church ought to be given back to the Catholics. He was not able to make any headway in this matter. The Bolsheviks also told him that the Orthodox have enough churches of their own and that this one had been taken away from the Catholics. In the past, the church belonged to the Jesuits. I was very concerned that once the Germans had gone, the Catholics would be forced out again. I asked Father Muckerman not to leave with the Germans, but to stay on here. If we succeeded in holding on to the church, the Jesuits could then reoccupy their residence. Father Muckerman was even appointed rector of the church by his superiors. Father Muckerman stayed behind, and I gave him another priest to help him. They celebrated the liturgy beautifully, and church attendance soared. When the Bolsheviks took over, and everything came to a standstill, so to speak, Father Olszanski, who headed the Polish Workers' Associations, at first went into hiding. Father Muckerman came to consult with me whether something could be done for the workers. We were both interested in putting the building near the church to some good use. I advised him to find out if the Bolsheviks would hinder his work or were inclined to let him alone, at least in the beginning. I asked Father Muckerman to be guided solely by Catholic principles and to do Catholic work, setting aside politics and nationalism. I told him that, as far as I could see, if he labored in a Catholic spirit, 
all would go well. The people had had enough of these nationalistic feuds. We both agreed that the thrust of his work would be purely religious, cultural, and economic. At the beginning of this entry, Blessed George writes of the trouble he had dealing with the case of uh, Father Friedrich Muckerman, a German Jesuit who worked in Vilnius from 1915 through 1919. He began there during the war and the German occupation. He was a gifted preacher and very talented in his pastoral ministry. He had a great concern for social reform, and he became involved in organizing the workers in Vilnius to protect their rights. Blessed George writes of a Catholic church in Vilnius, St. Casimir, which had been seized by the Russian government about 60 years before that to become an Orthodox church. The Germans had allowed Lutheran soldiers to have Protestant services there, and then it was turned over to the Catholic soldiers, and Father Muckerman was their chaplain. And then more and more Catholics began to go to Mass there. Uh, Father Muckerman uh, apparently had learned some Polish and preached in Polish, and the uh, Russian Orthodox clergy tried to get the church back, but there was a standoff. The Germans hadn't let them, didn't let them have the church, and the Catholics stayed in the church, refusing to let the Orthodox enter. Blessed George said that the Catholics had built the church, and it rightfully belonged to the Catholics. Blessed George didn't intend to intervene. He advised the Orthodox bishop to not incite the Catholics uh, into a riot. Uh, the Germans were still in charge when Blessed George uh, was meeting with the Orthodox and they, the Germans, had seized the church. Uh, the Bolsheviks also sided with the Catholics when they took over. The church had previously belonged to the Jesuits. Blessed George then asked Father Muckerman to stay on in Vilnius even after the Germans left so that the Catholics would not be forced out of the church once again. And Blessed George and Father Muckerman began to focus on religious matters, religious, cultural, economic matters in that church, uh, and in the surrounding buildings. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments, Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.